Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. This episode is titled Tools for Communication. It originally aired March 1st, 2022. All right. Hello there, Silverline family. Welcome to uh, Show on Tuesday. Good, 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 good. We got the full crew tonight. <laughs> and uh, I guess the start of the show, if you're one of our, our Silverline family out in Europe, we hope you and your family are safe at the safe. moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we know we got a couple of you out there, uh, but we're going to get into tonight's show. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about tools for communication and building the comic super team. So uh, I'd, I'd say most team projects, outings, um, what have you, are is success is 90% communication. Uh, so we're going to be getting into uh, how that works into comics. Uh, or, you know, if you're that one person, success is everyone on the team giving you their stuff and not touching it while you plow through it all. Talking about communication, the tools for which, and uh, we'll also get into like the processes, I guess, of communicating in the comics world. We'll also talk about how communication now has... Dra- uh, Roland even mentioned this in his craft post, which went out today. So uh, visit Silverland.com to see the recent craft post. But I started reading it. <laughs> Got bored. Get to point roll. Got past my intro to find a roll and started talking and clicked out. Uh, yeah. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> no. I, I remember this dude now. I actually started uh, reading it right before work, and I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta get to work. Uh, it was really interesting. Roland's interesting. Yeah, I'm planning on finishing it. Uh, <laughs> I hope to. I, I think it's a good. Before idea. the quiz or after? Yeah. Uh, so you can finish. I've yet to do today's wordle, so I got to do that after tonight's show. Uh, I can prove that I read it because I, I, I had to stop on the part where it said, Do you just uh, do you go back and fix things or do you just push through with it? All right, See? Yeah. I read. Yeah. Uh, so talk about communication. Um, obviously, communication has changed a lot since uh, even all when we got into comics, you know. Uh, late 80s and the 90s, drastically since, like, you know, that's only 30 years ago. Not to mention when comics first started out in, you know, the 40s, 50s. Uh, well, even guess even before then, if you go into like the actual history of comics, but comics as we understand them today. Um, but, uh, I guess opening up the floor, uh, to the, the most basic of introductory questions, uh, how much do you value uh, communication with the different members of your comic team? And at what points does it like you, that value pick up? What point do you like diminish it? Uh, do you ever just put like the, the team chat on mute? <laughs> um, uh, or I mean, only you, Tim, only, only, only me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tim, what are you trying to tell us? Yeah, no. uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes to put the company chat on mute, but, uh, yeah. but uh, for your individual projects, um, uh, uh, how, how does how does that factor into your general 
mental state or regard for the communication of the project? Well, you're the teach me how to put the company chat on mute. Yeah. I just want to say that I love that it's the episode about communication. You start off with everyone talking <laughs> over each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, this ought to be a good subject because uh, yeah. obviously everybody has something to say. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, since I've worked on most of my stuff by myself, this obsolete is kind of the first time I've worked with other people. So far, the only thing I've used is email. Uh, Sorry, it's not exciting. That, I mean, that's cool. I don't know what else to say. I mean, yeah, I don't think Wes is on instant chat or anything. So just, just well, you me. probably talk to yourself some, right? Oh, you know he does. Um, no, I have imaginary people. I, I talk to myself. To. Sometimes I've got to have an expert opinion. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes I just spitball ideas off my cat, right? The cat's just sitting next to me. I, like, I have a chair here that doesn't really get used, so the cat's just like laying there. So if I'm just trying to like verbally process something, I'll start talking to the cat, and they're just staring at me like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what are these sounds you're making? Yeah. So uh, I would say, like, um, <clears throat> my first comic I ever made, um, I think, man, it was like, I want to say early 2000s you know and even then like there was email but like i didn't hardly email anybody so like when i had the guy that was helping me write it originally um it would have to be like hey send him a message it's like hey let's meet somewhere because this is taking too long to email back and forth right so and thankfully he was in like the town that i was in so we could meet at like a restaurant called callahan's it's open 24 7 and go there have some coffee and like chat so communication back then for me wasn't nearly as like like digital communication anyway wasn't very prevalent Mm -hmm. but now like everything that i do is is digital and i i actually don't like i i don't mind texting but i never like like text talk i never break up everything up and give numbers and letters for stuff (laughs) i literally spell everything out and when my daughter, my oldest daughter started texting, I taught her how to spell everything out so nothing is abbreviated. Uh, I was like, listen, you're going to, it's going to hinder you if you don't yeah. learn how to spell things out when you, when you type, when you write. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's taking that into her writing. So um, I know that's a little side note, but, um, but I try my best to communicate, but unless someone actually reaches out to me specifically, I'm not a big fan of like, Making comments. I'm really. I just recently posted. You're not a big fan of making comics, aren't you? No, I was like, I caught that. I'm like, what do you think we do here, Jose? (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm like, I don't chat very well. (laughs) I I, I do chat sometimes. Most of the time, by the time I get to hit the chat messages on Silverline, it's like. I'll, I'll, I'll like look, read one message and come back a second later. It's like twelve messages ahead. I'm like, I don't want to read right. those. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I probably would get more in the communication as uh, the obsolete goes on, uh, but right now I just, I just talk to my myself as a uh, Quentin says. <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely love the chat. I love uh, like people posting their artwork and stuff. But uh, as far as on projects that I'm on, 
I definitely like being able to easily text or message whoever I'm working with to get stuff cleared up uh, or, you know, throw some ideas here or there, you know, um, man, it's invaluable to be able to do that. Um, right. I know with uh, McKenzie, uh, because things get so bogged down in Messenger and sometimes throughout the day, I hear the ding of, uh, you know, Silverline going off and I will usually check those all at once. And uh, so what I've done instead of having her, uh, messaging her on messenger, I usually text her, you know, if I'm doing something or if she's, uh, you know, talking to me about something, we're either emailing or messaging that way it's off of messenger so that when I hear the messenger go off, I'm not thinking it's her, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it'd be the same way, you know, if, uh, if me and Aaron were doing something or me and Jose or whoever, I would rather have like it separate somehow, some separate room or something, not in Messenger. That way I wouldn't be looking at the phone every time the Messenger goes off. I'm just thinking if I ever did something with Quit and I'll just constantly, are you done yet? Are you done yet? How about, yeah. are you done now? Are you done now? That's what I'm doing. That's kind of what I'm doing to Curtis right now. Every time he posts something, I'm like, you know, why you is it not done? You know? Yeah, I know. What are you? I, I'm, what are you but I'm trying to help him. I'm trying to push him, you know? We all need a good little push. Watch out. He can actually rip your spinal cord out with the spinal I know. Cord. So. I know. <laughs> I just... he's so, he's so, uh, he is such a, you know, humble tiger. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you know that he could really jack you up, but. That you know. would be, that's the one I, yeah. Yeah, we make fun. Yeah, the, the books. Are <laughs> yeah. Like, see the guys with sky riding airplanes. Usually, yeah. when I communicate, I pick my rider up in an unmarked vehicle. There's a man in a black suit that will, you know, usher them in. Right. Yeah. Black bag them before you stick them in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, an undisclosed warehouse somewhere to go over notes, you know. And then you set it on fire when you're done. Yep. Yes, it self destructs. Yes. I've had a. Uh, a few meetings where it's felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, don't, don't say that. Roland's listening. Uh, yeah, no, I've been in comics for just only I. I've always been a very digital person. So like early on, I was into all forms of instant messenger and like image boards and stuff. Um, trying to say you like computers, Tim? I like computers. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, but. I mean, now, uh, being able to instant message, especially with how, like, international some of these teams are, it's... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super handy. Uh, I mean, right now we're working on uh, Wolf Hunter. Well, Wolf Hunter is, is interesting because it was... It's... Uh, I say it's a entirely American team, uh, but the cover is done by Martin, who I want to say... Uh, I actually don't know his geolocation. Um, but... Uh, the colors, right? Oh, yeah, colors. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But I got the cover done by Pete, and he's actually Pete's actually British. But uh, as we're doing a British comic, where everyone on the team is very American. Um, right. <laughs> oh, is he? Uh, 
Um, is Wolf Hunter done? The first issue done? Well, well first first issue is done. I am uh, in the process of proofing, and we're going to be in market this month. So when we get to the nice. the uh, top of the hour, that's what we'll be doing our ad spot for. You should have Damn. Peter do a cover for it, so he can just smear it with the British flag. Oh, he did. He did. So it's, uh, it's in the group chat right now. Yeah, it's in the, in the group chat. Right oh yeah. Uh, did, he, did he put the British flag in it? I'm sure. Oh he yeah, did. absolutely. We, sure we did. It. Yeah. It's really. It's, it's like, like uh, it's like three quarters of the, or not three quarters, but uh, yeah. one third of the of the cover. <laughs> yeah, he made sure he got it in there real nice and big. I want it to be being there too, because it is. Uh, I, I, I pitching it. I wanted uh, Willard to be, uh, you know, uh, I wanted everyone to feel very British in that series, where everyone's like, it, it's like you're you're lying through your teeth to someone, you're lying through a smile. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but you know, being able to do that sort of instant communication, uh, working on a new book, which is yet to be. Uh, uh, revealed. Uh, my artist is actually over in Turkey, and he lives over in uh, in Istanbul. So, uh, like, without you know instant messaging, uh, we'd be waiting. You know, it'd be months of just sending things back and forth through right. snail mail back back yeah. in the old days. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. That's why I think so many international artists couldn't really work together too well because of the snail mail. But now mm-hmm. he's opened the whole world up to yeah. which is good and bad. So. Yeah. Seriously, can you imagine sending artwork across like the ocean and whatnot from like to your publisher and whatnot? It just kept covered in seaweed and water. Yeah, the way it used to be. Yeah. Nowadays, I can't even fathom that. Well, that's even like something Roland had mentioned is that you know, always one of the worries you'd have is that the uh, postal service or UPS or FedEx or whoever, uh, usually FedEx. Uh, would just you know break your package on the way in, so you'd have like this artist's original art, and it's like in half. Yeah. Uh, so now, like, just... so if you're factoring that in, like with international shipping, you're like, all right, uh, okay. So I know it's been like two months, but can you recreate this? It'd be funny <laughs> if the guy actually comes up to give you a package before he gets it. So he breaks it over his knee and hands it to you. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I got my Christmas gift from you. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Is this supposed to the the sound like broken glass? Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. Ideal. Yeah. That used to be a thing back in the day of sending out, like giving your mail person or whatever, like Christmas gifts. And like, yeah. My my grandmother used yeah, to give yeah. them like gifts all the time, and then my aunts would give them money. I think they like my aunt more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is really a lot like uh, Halloween back in its early days. You know, you're setting out candy for all the demons that are coming around <laughs> your house. It's like you pay you pay off the, uh, you know, the mailman with a tip and yeah. give him a Christmas gift every year so he'll bring your stuff. You're yearly Exactly, Quentin. Were there demons walking around a lot around uh, we grew up? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just okay. inquiring minds want to know. Well, it's like uh, Mary Lou, the uh, the Welsh horse from Halloween, which I think we should make yeah. a, a universal tradition around the world, where uh, someone in town puts on a horse skull and, and goes door to door and uh, starts speaking in rhyme, and you have to speak in rhyme back. And whoever gives oh, up first, whoever gives up first, if the if the person the horseman uh, gives up first or loses, they have to leave. But if you lose, uh, they get to come in and raid your pantry. 
They can take all your beer and all your food. <laughs> well, I remember that there was a movie. Uh, what was it? Trick or Treat, which is an anthology horror movie, but there was like a, a little little kid trick or treat that was like a horror demon. Strange enough, when Quentin said that, I'm like, do you have kids like that? Because that was kind of a creepy movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions about communication? Yes, perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, communication styles can vary person to person and team to team. And usually end up finding a nice mesh where either like you guys can either copying each other or uh, you, you naturally have communication styles that are very similar. Uh, so naturally, how do you find your communications like R, uh, do you find that you're more of like a short sentences? Do you write uh, longer? Do you like putting in like a ton of context exposition? Do you ramble on for uh, the length of the show as we all do? Uh, or uh, and and do you find yourself sometimes changing your style to match someone you're working with, or do they do you find people tend to match you, or does it kind of end up meeting somewhere in the middle? For communication style, I usually write everything out. I try to be as clear as possible, no shorthand. I always find it weird because I still write emails as letters. Like, hey, I write like, you know, hey, whatever, dear, whatever. Um, And then uh, I write like, you know, the message and then, you know, take care or whatever. But most people just write a sentence and won't even sign their name. I'm like, oh, okay. So this people who treat like emails like like a text message, I'm like, oh, that still kind of throws me. I don't know. Maybe it's just... But yeah, I try to write um, by a pager. Yeah. <laughs> I can't just imagine also pager. working like in Marvel or DC in the '90s or '80s or whatever. And you just get like you're like, okay, here's your company pager. When this goes off, yeah. you know, report your editor. That's when you drop on my food's done. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, all right. You know. <laughs> uh, well, with me, I, I am very folksy. Uh, I and uh, honestly, I, I you know. I just uh, if I'm if I've gotten as far as to working with somebody, I kind of, you know, uh, show I'm pretty much up front, you know, that I'm a little folksy. And so I kind of chit chat a little bit. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's not all personal, but it's not all professional, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, just just the way I am, because I don't really want to be doing this in my spare time and be in another professional situation. I've done that all day. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be all dry with, you know, uh, talking just strictly business, you know, uh, that's just me. You know, I've done that all day. I'm not doing this to do that. You know, I am doing this to enjoy myself. And, you know, if you can't do that with me, then, (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I pick up on it pretty quick if somebody just wants, you know, uh, to be professional. Uh, but usually, I don't. Usually, I have a pretty good feeling about people pretty early on if they're that way or not. Uh, but I, I haven't like met that, anybody uh, at Silver Line yet that's not like we all are. You know, that just doesn't. Yeah. That has. I haven't met anybody that does, you know has a problem chit chatting or. Uh, you know, just talking about their day or whatever, or ribbing each other a little bit, you know, here and there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I love that kind of stuff. I love that. And even when I cry, Quentin doesn't care. He just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, I just laugh. It's like, just... uh, 
Uh, look at him. He's crying again. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, right here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, funny. Um, Roland said to me when I when I first started doing stuff for Silverline that uh, like we're doing this like I mean most of us are trying to make you know our, our life out of this. This is what we're trying to do because we're trying to be creators. But uh, if we can't have fun doing this, then then kind of what's the point? You know what I mean? He's like you have to really like like understand that we're most of us are doing this because we enjoy doing this. Like this is what we we love to do, pure and simple. And uh, like my first response to that was like I agree with that completely. Like I, I know that this is what I do for my career. I am I stay at home. I draw. I work on art. I run in errands when my wife calls me and tells me to run errands. But this is what I do. And so, like to be able to like communicate with my fellow creators and say, hey, by the way, like you know, oh, you guys, this like you guys just posted this artwork. This is awesome. Like this is I think this is great because of this. And you know what I mean? To be able to like bounce that back and forth to each other. Like that communication and camaraderie that we have, like on our chats and whatnot, like that, that spurs yeah. me to, to do do more. To like, oh man, they really did mm-hmm. that. Let me let me keep working at that, and you know what I mean, and see if they like some of these other little little things that I try. You know what I mean, artistically experiment with and see if they like that. Like I really, enjoy, I really enjoy that. Absolutely. I'm just gonna start writing every time Jose posts some sucks. <laughs> this guy right here. Yeah. I know. What do you call that drawing? What do you, what do you call that with a <laughs> what stick? What are you thinking? <laughs> I, I, I thought I did. <laughs> I know. I think I probably have like the most dramatic change for my yeah, at least from what I from what I've gathered from uh, at least everyone here and from other people I talk to. I probably have the most dramatic change in my day to day communication to uh, how I talk on like the in in like group conversations as well uh, and emails as well as like on the show here uh, and. Because naturally, I talk like Polly Sh- Shore and Encino Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a lot more swearing. I think my pancreas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to wheeze a little juice. Um, and, you know, my my natural conversation is in, in some way involving dude, bro, rad, um, and other very short forms. Metaphors were something decent. Oh, God. <laughs> um, if we start having meetings in a metaverse, in a metaverse I quit. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, the um, uh, I'm not even wearing pants right now. Um, and we you just got that. Up. Yeah, no. YouTube. They're perfect. Uh, we already got we already got banned once. We can do, we can do it again. Um, yeah, I know. But uh, uh, Barbara on here. She uh, started talking about stuff. No, she got I, us banned I, the I, first time. I, I, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not wearing proper pants. I am wearing these very nice uh, Venom joggers, though. Uh, and yeah. just like that, we're banned from Twitch, too. There you go. I know. Uh, oh, I didn't show feet, so I think we're good. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, Somebody I, just I, gave us coins? What, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? Coins? And it just keeps coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you managed to slip a single through the computer, but you did. Uh, did. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, well, no, it was, do you guys want to hear the story it, of that? It's, it's, it's kind of a, I think, I, I'm honest. I believe it was actually just kind of a coincidence, but it was very funny timing. It might have been the algorithm picking up what we're talking about and just giving us a timeout from YouTube streaming. Um, yeah. But we didn't get any official notice from YouTube. But 
uh, Barb was talking about uh, how it, she has a history of, of well, history. That sounds weird. A, a um, she has portfolio work from her time uh, working in smut comics and literature, <laughs> and, uh, and, oh, and, and and was it. naming some of the accredited titles that she has. And uh, Sid kind of brought up that like you know some of the same things that he, that he had worked on or that he had uh, you know referenced. Because like, he he brings that into like his own work as well, right? And uh, shortly thereafter, YouTube just stopped streaming us, and we could not go live for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, so she technically did did get us banned. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but but some interesting combinations of words were said that have been known to uh, upset the algorithm in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that may have did just watch, it. Just watch what you say. You don't want to take away Barb Street cred. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah that that woman can outdo most most men. Stuff that comes out of her mouth. Barb's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Mike Mikishin style. I, I do. I think also it helps having like a background working in the corporate world. I know how to you know write, do corporate writing and do corporate tech reports and corporate speak. Corporate speak is literally part oh, of, like part yeah. of my day job. Uh, That's always what I get when I do. Oh. Um, well, keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, so, well, so, I did, but so so I I find Silverline can do a nice little mix of you know uh uh I think she did. I'm pretty sure she she has those accredited underneath her own name. Um, but uh for for I me no because for anchors uh, for for writers there's definitely taboo working in smut and then going into other publishing. But for anchors, you know art. For for the most part, art is considered art. So if they can see like, oh, you, you are you are did sequential pages. I don't care what the context is. I just want to know that you did it. <laughs> uh, well, that and the fact, you know, hey, if you, you, you know, you're getting paid, you're getting paid. Yeah, people. And you know, me. there's there's some intricate details you got to get down. Um, uh, that is true. Yeah, uh, that is. Uh, uh, we get <laughs> Jose could also get into uh, some uh, details there if he if he chose to. Why not? Uh, like, yeah, um, was yeah. it Michael? Was it Michael Omin, the guy who did Powers? Yeah, he was at a convention yeah. where he talked that he started out doing um, mm-hmm. adult comics and yeah. then went into the mainstream. Yeah, so, it's, okay. it's yeah, it's a very easy way to get into. It. I mean, there's also something I had. I had a roommate when in college who was going through a film program, and like like consensus from a lot of the professors were like, "Yeah, we got started in adult entertainment before we ever moved to Hollywood or like working in yeah. Georgia on TV. Like it's it's like that's where you know." They're willing to hire camera guys, and you can build experience for your CV. <laughs> uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, got to start doing that. So yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I almost we... <laughs> uh, I had a uh, I almost got a job with Avatar uh, Comics Ooh. years ago. And what, what did they do? That's not was that kind of like Xenoscope? They had a they had an adult line that they were doing, mm. and when I say adult, I mean their stuff was super duper adult, and mm. I just you know like I, I, I kicked it around. I just could not do it. You know, I really wanted to work in comics and everything, but man, I just I just couldn't do it. You know, because uh, yeah, if it would have been bikinis or you know anything yeah. like that, I could have done it. But man, it was so <laughs> yeah. it was real, and I just couldn't. You know, some people, and you have to kind of sometimes, uh, you know, be careful a little bit um, because if you get 
stuck in one or the other, it's hard to get out of. I mean, people keep calling you for work. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's certain things I won't do either. I will say, bring it back around to, to communication is because uh, I did. I, I worked on an adult book and it was a big book. And the writer is still a really good friend of mine. Right. Yeah. But I had to tell him, like, I got so far into it, like into dr- drawing it or not drawing, but like inking in it that I had to communicate to him. Like, listen, I talked to my wife about it. I was like, listen, I can't I can't keep seeing this on my screen over and over again. It's really like it's really like messing my brain up. So like. I communicated with him to say, hey, like, this is where I'm at. This is why I can't go any further mm-hmm. on this book. I will finish up to the first standard trade or trade paperback style, right. but then I can't go any further. Like, I'm really sorry. And like, because I was like just upfront and communicated with him about it, um, he was totally cool. And like I said, he's still one of my really good friends. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I feel like, you know, that's something that can be said for yeah, good communication and like any sort of relationship working or otherwise is setting clear boundaries. Uh, strangely and, and, en- yeah, strangely enough, I had clear boundaries. I had uh, this animation thing I was working on. This is years and years ago. And as I was working on it, I eventually found out that even though it was like about little talking animals and stuff, it would have like a religious message or overtone to it nothing against it but i have i don't i have a hard time working in anything that's religious based any religion just because mm-hmm. i don't want to get shoehorned into that and also because if i don't yeah. particularly believe in the particular religion you're promoting that feels kind of wrong to me yeah so there's that certain was... things like i won't get into same thing with hyper violent comics i don't mm-hmm. really want to draw anything that has just tons of blood and gore so, yeah, but uh, which is I want to write things that do uh, tons of blood and gore. So I we'll have to figure something out where uh, we do like the uh, the Harley Quinn vision in Suicide <laughs> Squad, where it's just all yeah. flowers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you can. The funny thing is, is like there's some gore that I'm like I read Invincible. Like yeah. the gore can go overboard a little bit in that, but sometimes it's just like splattered red or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's right. There was a few scenes in that one where I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. the Avatar uh, offer came after I'd done some some pretty risque stuff for um, approbation comics, mm-hmm. uh, cheerleaders versus uh, zombies, or zombies versus cheerleaders. I can't remember. Zombies versus cheerleaders. Yeah, I did a line of covers for for him. Real good guy. Real good guy. Uh, and I, I, you know, that was kind of like. A, uh, as much as I would go, you know, as far as I would go, you know, skimpy stuff like that, I didn't really right. enjoy doing it, but you know, it was work and it was, uh, you know, it, it was doing comics, you know, and, uh, and that, and they had saw that and they were like, Hey dude, you do any, uh, you do any adult comics? And I was like, uh, and you then they, he started telling me more about really? it telling me more about it and i was like just let me have a little bit of time to think about it you know uh and i just couldn't you know i'm yeah. just thinking like every time you say adult comics i just picture all these people sit down this table sipping tea and speaking in complete <laughs> you know like yeah like we're mature this is the mature comic you know it's yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and that's also kind of apply for for writers and editors too, which is you know yeah. kind of weird to think about that like you're learning creating the idea or editing the idea. But uh, we had one pitch come through a while ago, and we we turned it down because uh, just the uh the optics were not the best with it. But it dealt with a very sensitive subject that like dealt with a a very dramatic 
like incident for a lot of people that happened like someone recently. And like, listen, I, unless this is coming from a certain perspective, I do not want to be the editor associated with this work because right. we could miscategorize yeah. or misrepresent this. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, ever... when you get into certain subjects, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's real sensitive territory for, especially for some people. Yeah. Um, and so I don't want to be, I don't want to do something that could potentially, like, you know, uh, I mean, if the guy's really... asking who your favorite Pokemon is, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's sensitive. Let's apparently there's like a huge like they got the new Pokemon games announced recently, and people are like, there is like a lot happening with like the new starters. It is there is some drama, and it... really, I don't the... get it. <laughs> there's people drama are crazy. About everything. It yeah. just seems like there's nothing that seems to come out anymore that's not like some sort of drama or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. about. All sorts of crazy stuff. I don't. I'm trying to think of any sci-fi or nerd thing that's been announced. A TV show, or movie, maybe the Batman. Uh, the Batman. Uh, was although, was, was Batman, there drama in that? Uh, there was at the start, but it is getting uh, ten bombs. It is getting like. What does that mean? Stores are giving it perfect tens out of the oh, early okay. screenings. So I am super stoked for that. But yeah, uh, I that, did read drama, that it's much more of a straight-up detective story, which I'm pretty yes. happy about. And uh, this seems like the kind of role that our pats would do. Uh, I heard uh, it was three hours long. Something like that, yeah. Yes, It's, which, it's just under three hours. God. I sat through Extended Lord of the Rings multiple times. <laughs> I, I can do it. Um, That's different. Uh, the, um, but the drama, I don't know, recently is uh, with uh, Halo. Uh, the TV series getting announced there. And the fact Ooh. that they're going to be unmasking Master Chief. Which oh yes, I heard they were. I, and I don't know I if I'm wondering. happy with that. It's gonna be weird. It's that. gonna be weird. But I get it because it's television, and you need a face to sell television. But I feel the like same the thing target, with uh, I feel like with the target audience. Well, Mandalorian, I feel like was different though because that played into his character story. That was the whole thing where, like, now the unmasking is like potentially also damaging him in the story. So. Right. Yeah. I so, so I, I get. So like, I get that. It was that. It wasn't just for like, hey, well, we have a uh, uh, Pedro Pascal. It was uh, the setting up this moment where he now has to deal with the consequences of you know going against his religion. Um, right. Which, if if your religion says you have to wear a mask at all times, like even in private, uh, get out. Um. I wish we had that religion today. <laughs> you can't even say that. Oh my oh, god! No. Gonna get banned, <laughs> I, know. I know. Unless it's a funny hat. If it's a funny it's hat, a, it's like funny hat. Go for hat. it. But I know we're gonna we're gonna get some, we're gonna get some, we're gonna have uh, some uh, some cults in the backwoods come after us now. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, our Lord and Savior Sasquatch. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, <laughs> who, who, who who wear his wool at all times. Uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> is this something you want to talk to us about, Tim? Uh, my you didn't, you didn't hear the context to what he was saying. It, my it was... my dis, my dis, disestablishment terrorism complex is coming out today. Um, right? <laughs> uh, uh, there's your there's your wordle for the day. Um, yeah, so there's plenty yeah. of drama with the masses of the universe. Series yeah, that was that was that one that one was interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, but Why? I, I, I mean, I get it. It wasn't really He Man in Masters Universe. It yeah. was Kila in the Masters Universe. But I think it's, it's one, of where, like, yeah, it's one of those things where you get so, like, where, where if you're attached to the idea and, you know, it's your story, it's what you grew up with. So when you see a different spin on it, uh, even if there is, like, you know, artistic credit to some aspects of it, you almost don't want to give it those uh, or the benefit out for those. Well, it is. 
They I, go ahead, Tim. Sorry. I think if they had renamed it to be like Teela and the Masters Universe, or uh, yeah. you know, Prince, <laughs> Prince Alexander and Teela, I think it would have been a, it would have got a different reception. I like. Yeah. I mean, Teela was a cooler character anyway. Uh, he well, I think funny. part of that part of that uh, controversy was because they actually were saying at the beginning that this is you know picking up where <laughs> filmation oh, left yeah. off. And that really, in the midst of everything else that was being said, when people found out, hey, this is nothing like the old one, Mm -hmm. then, you know, it was on then. I mean, they were already in trouble with people because of the stuff that was going around. But then when everybody found out, hey, this is not, uh, then that that made a lot more people angry. So Uh, are you saying that they did not communicate with their fans as well as they should have? See how I brought that back to you? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, it would be like... the mantra of this age, seems like. It would be like a lot of people who switch. I mean, it would be like if they made a new She-Ra show and decided Man-at-Arms was the main character. Yes. Well, they did do a new She-Ra show, and they did the same thing with it. (laughs) Oh, they got... Did they? It got, it got some pretty good reviews, though. Uh, but yeah. anyway, uh, we'll get back to that after this break. Uh, this break is not an actual break. It's just me popping my screen open. Uh, going coming, to the bathroom. Oh, uh, man. Coming later this month. Uh, this is uh, still kind of working parks. But we got Wolf Hunter issue number one coming to Kickstarter. Uh, it Jam. is a uh, World War II secret history spy drama think planes trains and automobiles meets murder on the orient set in the backdrop of the battle of britain uh it follows the story of uh raf group captain willard after he suffers a critical injury in one of the uh battles over the channel over dover and uh has to uh gets recruited by uh some interesting characters with uh perhaps a hidden agenda to uh, operate in a counterintelligence scenario. Uh, mm. That looks fantastic. Well, thanks for telling us the entire story, Tim. Yes. Yeah, you ruined that, it all. You know, it's all it's, is, that, is that Peter's cover? This is Peter's cover with yeah. Martin Margone's colors uh, and, and John Tinks. Yeah. Uh, that symbol in the back, that... D- does that look familiar to you? You know, all I'm saying is God save the queen. We're, we're, we got to go back. <laughs> God save the queen. God save the queen. I, I don't that, see any stars on that symbol. I guess at this point it was uh, the king. Uh, uh, but yeah. Um, cover we got our, our protagonist, uh, group captain James Willard. We have uh, one Mr. Winston Churchill, uh, as well as Henry Tizard. And Edward James Bowen, if you know your history, you might be able to piece together some of what is involved in the story. Uh, but it is uh, a it involves some vital technology, a plot to steal it, and unraveling uh, a series of lies in a very short time frame. That's our pitch. Jam. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You should write the next sequel about the, uh, I can't remember, but the, the bell, I can't remember what the bell is called. You guys have heard about that that can that uh crazy you guys never heard about the bell there's a lot of bells liberty bell <laughs> no no the bells and there was supposed to be like some sort of secret bell that was actually supposed uh, to be a time travel device by the nazis yeah. it showed up in like in some field yeah yeah there's, no. a, there's a full name for it it's not oh yeah bell. yeah i know yeah. what you're talking about yeah i can't yes. remember yeah that, oh, that was, was yeah. real 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the occult stuff. Uh, but actually, uh, I, there is potentially plans. Well, it depends on how well this do. There, there are, there's, there's a, like ideas for sequels to this going on. Um, uh, cause the, um, uh, it was rumored that during, uh, World War II, there is around six or seven active German spies and high levels of English government that, uh, uh, the, uh, Special operations executive were trying to out or contain. So this is kind of the secret history of that of all those. Um, but there is ideas for a spinoff that would uh, perhaps see a, a bit more uh, uh, Nazi intrigue. But this would be set during the uh, Warsaw Uprising and deal with the uh, Polish resistance and uh, their spy activities over there. Uh, I cannot uh, wait to have this book in my hands. I'm I'm very proud of, especially the first. It's gonna be one of those weird things. Like, uh, I, I feel I definitely feel like the 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 first issues is like one of the the best establishing things I've written in a while. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun time. Uh, anyway, so communicating. So we talked about communicating with the team. Uh, and the aspects there, and we kind of touched on it, but communicating with the audience. Uh, and so obviously. Uh, I just did that in communicating the sales pitch for Wolf Hunter. Uh, but also, you know, uh, talk about like issues where you don't set the right expectations on people coming to it confused. They're like, well, that's not what the advertisement said. Um, or, uh, you know, it's very possible to uh, undersell something and it can, you know, flop in the box office and then blow up later on, uh, much like, you know, uh, the crow kind of did. Uh, or oh, the original crow? Yeah. Uh, I mean flop. Well, not really flop, but it, it the point where uh, you end up getting more love for it after the uh, studio's already kind of like done with the idea because they're like, oh, okay, I guess we'll make a crow two now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is that that is a story that never needed a sequel. Yeah. I actually like that story, like the aesthetic of it. I actually like that story. But the uh, behind it, I yeah. Guess. The uh, only thing I would say is that if I've heard they want to remake the crow, if they ever remake the crow directly like the graphic novel, mm-hmm. I think that'd be interesting. The main but, movie was kind of, but they, there was no yes. main bad guy, and he mm-hmm. didn't lose his powers. Yeah, he right. was. Yeah, yeah. I guess also a really interesting example of kind of that is something where the studio undersells something, and then the. Uh, now living in the information age, the audience then rallies around it and communicates what actually is going on to get more people interested towards uh, the end of lifespan. And that I feel like uh, was Alita Battle Angel, where like yeah. the first two weeks, no one saw that movie. The last month, everyone went to go see it because everyone online was like, "You got to see this. This is fantastic!" Right? Yeah. <laughs> Still haven't seen that one. I need to it's see it. It's really fun. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even know it was like what was it, an anime or a manga or whatever. I didn't even know that. But like, I had friends that told me, "Oh, you have to go watch it. It's just it's fantastically done." I'm like, "Okay, sure enough, it was awesome." Oh yeah. Like uh, the I forgot the name of the actor, but the uh, the German actor who played the doctor. Um... Can kids watch it? Just curious. Yeah. Um, I would. I would think so. Yeah, well, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, Christoph Waltz is fantastic, and like the visual effects in that. Holy cow! That was like a tour de force in visual effects. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if there's anything to. I mean, it doesn't get like raunchy or bloody really. Any points? I don't know if there's any language. I don't mind that. Yeah, 
but it's um, it. Uh, well, I mean, there is a brain in a jar. That's <laughs> but yeah, that's um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it is uh, probably the most epic coming of age story I've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put it on the list, Clinton. Mm-hmm. I will so, put it on the list. So communicating uh, with the audience, and obviously in indie comics, you know, we don't have the grace of being a, a major publisher with a marketing department, although now publishers in general are relying more and more on their, their, uh, the actual creators and artists to do their own marketing because a lot of people like connecting with their favorite creators as opposed to insert brand name here. People actually like, you know, being able to see like, oh, here's what my, my favorite artist is saying about this thing. Kind of, here's my favorite writer saying about this thing they've written. So a lot of publishers are leaning into that in traditional publishing and on comics. So, but in indies, especially we have our marketing budget is what we got on pocket. So for you guys, when you're experienced with communicating with the audience or in shows and cons online in uh, our new podcast, digital video formatting live show, uh, what are some of your uh, experiences there? Tips, tricks, life hacks, favorite things about it, least favorite things about it. Uh, I want you guys uh, have four. Well, although I have communication skills, I don't necessarily love to. <laughs> He's got communication skills to pay the bills. Yeah. Truck uh, skills. You know, well, you skills. Know, <laughs> there's been certain positions and things that I've undertaken in my lifetime where I've had to hone my skills to get better, to be a better communicator. And some of them pretty important. Some of them not as important, but anyway, invaluable, the stuff I've been able to learn and glean from other people. But, you know, this social media thing is tough. I have to, I really have to work on it. Yeah, it's always a constant uh, thing for me. But as far as like going to a con and talking to somebody, it, I find that so yeah. much easier. Just really? so much easier. And I sell most of my books that way. I hardly... Mm-hmm. It's hard to sell online. It's hard to get people to engage. And the other thing, too, is so many people online, they always say, like, well, you know, if you, you know, want to get popular to sell your book, you have to sell yourself. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, but I'm kind of a private person. I don't want to sell myself. I mean, I I don't. We need those sweet picks, Aaron. We need those sweet picks. Yeah, (laughs) I know. (laughs) I mean, I know you guys don't want me in the bearskin rug and all that, but I mean. But it's, I don't know. It just, it just, it just seems kind of like getting away from the point of looking at my artwork. I mean, I'm here to sell my comic and my story, but we want to know about you. And I'm like, shouldn't my work be enough? I mean, it's no. I know, no, I know. <laughs> we want to know you're, what you're, you eat in the mornings. You're, you're, you're fine on that one. Is just the answer to the question. <laughs> I am terrible, terrible at talking to people. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, if I get people to come come to my table, I'm like, hi. Stuff. Economics. <laughs> like, even, even, like, because I go to conventions with my, usually go to conventions with my comic shop uh, guy, right? He'll take, mm-hmm. go, and he'll get a table for his, to pedal his wares, and I'll get a table to, to pedal mine. And even he's like, you really need to talk to people. Like, you need to get out there just, like, you know, like. That is never who I've ever been. So, like, the idea of communicating with people out in public has never been my strong suit. And yeah. even going to art school, they told me that. They were like, you're going to have to communicate and, like, you know, sell yourself and, and you know, 
be open to, you know, talking to people, getting them to come to your table. I'm like, yep. can't I have a flashy light? Let's <laughs> get some of those rave gloves. I know. Start well, uh, yeah, shocker. I am actually uh, an intensely introverted person. You you can't tell. I it, It's taken years to get to the point where I'm at. And it was only because I was kind of pressed into it. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, and sometimes, especially like during this COVID thing, when we were made to stay home, uh, you know, there's so many things I really enjoyed about that. But at the same time, it kind of hurt because the longer I'm away from people, the longer I want to be away from people. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. the more company I give myself, the more I want to give myself of, you know, um, so, you know, it is it, tough. It's tough, Jose. It certainly is. Certainly is. I totally feel you. I am, uh, I am an introverted person who acts when, you know, pressed to be, uh, extroverted. Uh, so. I don't see how people do it. I don't see how people, you know, go. It, it, they have absolutely no issue with uh, talking to people. They can be sitting in a stall in a bath, the public bathroom. Hey, man, what's going on? Like, dude, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get it done. <laughs> Leave me uh, alone. Uh, Gizder, uh, I think it's like, uh, no, I, I mean, Oh, I mean, obviously, I write my stuff to be read. I'm a writer. So, no, it doesn't uh, actually. I've, I've never. But had I mean, I get it. <laughs> I get it. it. it it's if Wait somebody actually did that, I'd be kind of curious to see what they'd get for it. Well, I mean, well not only know, that, I mean, you know, uh, there is a certain point that you come to, and I've I've decided this as well. I because I know how I look at comic books, and I will sit, and I will read. I, I, there's a lot of comic books that I've bought that I haven't even read. So I know that about me. I know that about everybody because that's the <laughs> way I am. And, yeah. you know, even if they do sit and read it and I, and I don't want to uh, hurt anybody by saying this, but you put forever more work into that book than what they're ever going to know or mm -hmm. appreciate. So whenever I'm sitting here drawing for a cover for a title i am not thinking about i mean yes it is on my mind people are going to think this is cool this is going to be great but in the end it is a comic book yeah. and they're going to read it and it's going to take them the length of a cup of coffee as mine do mm -hmm. and then it'll be on to the next comic book and yeah. some people may look at that and they'll be like well what's the point well, it, the point is, if you're in it for them to read it and call you and send you mail, don't you might as well not even worry about it because yeah. uh, going yeah. any further because that's just not going to happen. Yeah, uh, they'll they're going to read it. They're going to put it down. When you do comics, you need to be doing it for fun, for your own personal enjoyment, or paycheck, whichever one you're doing it for. Mm -hmm. You may be working on something that you don't really feel. You know, like, you know, it's a great, yeah. great title, but you have to do it for your own fun. This for me is therapy. Mm -hmm. If I, if I don't draw, uh, if I don't have something going, you know, uh, 
you know, I think everybody, I think one of the problems we have in this country and just in this age is that people don't have enough to do. You don't and, have enough to do. I, I just, for some odd reason, I just, I, I kind of see you're getting that there. But I don't know. Yeah. I just go, go ahead, keep going. Well, I just say, you know, a lot of people are unhappy right now and they're having, having all kinds of struggles. And it's because, uh, you know, a lot of times they're focusing on everything that's going on in their lives. And, you know, when I do this, it's like a it's like a little vacation, you know, and uh, and I have to have that. And if I yeah. don't, after a little while, I start getting a little, you know, testy and I have to kind of be, kind of, you know, put my place in my place. <laughs> Like uh, when you're drawing like Trumps with the big battle pages stuff blowing up, what does this do? I'm getting healthy. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I mean, there are some things, man, I've had to just suffer through or when I'm not feeling it and it's got to get done. It's just such a, oh, it's such a. Did you say the same thing about my comics? Yeah. If you're like a, a writer or, or an artist, like be under no illusions that you're going to be the next uh, uh, Alan Moore or you know Frazetta. Like you're the, like ideally the goal is that some kid picks up my book and for like the next 15 minutes, like ah, oh, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, that's seriously, it. Yeah. <laughs> World War Two. Is that the war we won independence from? Yes. Uh... <laughs> I mean, definitely that's why I pick up a comic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, minus the fact that, you know, I grew up loving them, even though my dad hid his comics from me. But, like, I found them. I read them. I instantly fell in love at, like, six yep. years old. You know what I mean? And ever since then, it's been, like, comics, comics, comics. And I have my favorites. Like, I, I'm a huge Detective Comics fan. Oddly enough, not because of Batman, but I'm a huge Detective Comics fan, and you know I like Detective Com- I like that. I like uh, Impossible Jones from Scout Comics. I think that's a really good book. Um, uh, not to toot some silver line horns and whatnot, but Bea is awesome. <laughs> like, I mean, I love what I'm working on, but like, if I if I can pick up a book and just be entertained for just a few minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? That's all I care about. Like, that's the same reason I go to the movies. If I go to a movie, like, I don't care if people have trashed this movie and, like, this is garbage and blah, blah, blah. If I can sit there and watch it and be entertained, shut my brain off and be entertained, then that's really, that, that's worth it for me. Like, that's worth the time and money I put into something. Yeah. That's why I wrote 300 pages of my comic, so that person has more than a few minutes to finish it. Exactly. Right. Forcing you to read it. And that's a good idea. You know, yeah. that's a good idea. You know, one of the reasons why I worked on uh, you know, doing a board game is so that they would stay and interact with the story mm-hmm. that I was telling a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, sit down, pull up a chair, stay, stay a while. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we're all trying to figure out ways to, you know, kind of snag folks and uh, yeah, to get but, them. But to again, it. at the end of the day, there's a thousand games. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, you know, they'll be, hey, y'all want to play Relic Quest? And then they sit down and play Relic Quest for a while. They're probably not even interested in the story at all. And then, okay, well, let's play uh, Pathfinder now or let's play D&D. You you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, all media has this. this. I mean, you have to do this stuff for yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, You do. Well, look at video games. I mean, look how many independent video games come out every week. Oh, yeah. Even movies. That are probably seen by a handful of people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's comics are not alone in this sort of like, and, yeah. and of course, like the big defining factor is, you know, the bigger corporations have tons of money for marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. If you didn't have all that money for marketing, like even the Marvel movies probably wouldn't have been as big. I mean, like, everything to be Sundance level. Yeah. 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 So it's like you can make the most amazing best thing, but without the proper marketing. And that's one of my, you know, things with corporations. They just overshadow everyone, especially on the internet. I mean, once the corporation got on the internet, it was like it was gone. I mean, it's just like all the algorithms work for the bigger companies. They don't work for you. And so yeah. And sure. marketing is just another form of communication. So when you're marketing and all that uh dead space and all that static. Yeah. Uh you... this sounds like a commercial. <laughs> uh <laughs> Wolf Hunter. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> with a cup of coffee and Wolf Hunter. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, oh, I need to do like I need to draft up some like World War II propaganda, like the photos, like the UK like recruitment yeah. photos, but like oh, Wolf Hunter stuff. Sweet. Yes, I need. Uh, I I'm going into uh, my photo editor uh, this weekend. Um, but uh, when you're, you know, we talk about like. Obviously, like you know, in a in a con, it's a lot different because you are like one on one, and people are kind of forced to interact with you as they walk by. Um, but uh, you know, online, it, or, or it, you're in a giant sea of voices all saying like, "Hey, look at my comic." Whereas, yeah. in, you know, in a con, it can be kind of the same issue where you know, especially if we're in a bigger one, you're one of you know so many booths. Uh, so and people always say like you know find weird ways to you pop stuff out like try to go viral or whatever is that which is the, the worst advice. Um, it is because yeah. it's not sustainable. You yeah, know, uh, if if you make if you keep on making like rewarding content, eventually one of those may go viral. It's it, it's a natural thing. Um, but um, uh, but uh, you know, trying to create a way that is, is natural that communicates your idea to the audience and still might try to do something to cut through the static. And, and there's a phrase to go about this for silver line. We being an indie comic creator run by a comics, there are editor in chief as a comics uh, educator. So naturally having these shows and a website dedicated to teaching people like, Hey, if you want to make comics like we do and potentially get paid for it, here are you know these resources we can give to try and educate you on communication on like uh, resources and tools on these different processes you can do uh it just kind of makes sense and that's something that's a little perhaps a little standout is is being a a open source uh, educational tool on top of being a publisher so uh for me personally that comes down to also being a a twitch streamer and and um you know they they frequent memer um just trying to uh, you know do stuff on 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 Twitter, also in the Twitch space and on the meme space. That uh, when somebody gets like, oh, this guy also makes comics. I wonder if they're you know the the, the, the tie over between the memes and the comics not so much, but sometimes. Um, but they'll, they'll like that you get them in with the meme and they stay for the comic. Uh, the first it's free. Um, so, uh, what are some of you guys' thoughts on you know natural ways of, of making yourself maybe pop a little more than? Uh, you know, to, to try and cut through the static, but not oversell it or constantly trying to go viral or do anything like that, or you know, overdoing it. Well, I know when yeah, I, I <laughs> go ahead, Quinn. Sorry. Uh, when I picked up uh, Forbidden, uh, was it Forbidden Tales? Uh, first, I heard it from word of mouth from Stephen Butler. Because he had done a cover, 
And I usually like to support my creator friends, uh, you know, as much as I can. And he had done a cover for it. So I'd, I'd bought a couple of them that he had done some artwork for. And soon after that, the, uh, the guy, the writer of it had messaged me back and told me more about the stuff. So he actually, uh, you know, got in touch with me to tell me about what he was doing. And I ended up buying the whole line. I haven't read them all yet, but, um, yeah, I just got those in the mail and they're, they're awesome. Um, so that I'd say that's one thing is actually interacting with, uh, people, especially people who buy from you, you know, um, it goes a long way to talk to people in person too. I know we were just talking about that. I don't want to rehash a subject we've already been over, but if you can get in a room with somebody and make eye contact with them and why aren't you buying my book, man, (laughs) really throw the intimidation on it. But I mean, it, it really does help loads for people to get to know you, put yourself out there, people to get to know you and what you're about. And they will feel a kinship with you if they find some point of reference that they're that you're alike or, you know, if they admire some part of you. Um, and they'll they'll get on the road that you're on and they'll they'll, you know, uh, I, I believe that they'll, you know, kind of go with you on it uh, because they feel a kinship there. You know, it, it, uh, if you make yourself available to them that's one huge thing i say is being a personable you know being you know mm-hmm. talking to people you know yeah so yelling at them like i'm speaking german is not the right move is that what i'm hearing yeah i don't Depends know on what you say <laughs> i think we've pinpointed my problem there you go yeah, the, it's it's much easier to sell stuff in person than on the internet. Um, I, lo- for I, sure. I, I love it, if, if, Jose. You just like memorize like one of your comic pitches, but in German. So like at randomly, you just say that at a convention. <laughs> <laughs> as as my name is on my table, right in Spanish. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> People walking by speak German. He said, "My mother wears what." <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, I just usually comment people's shirts or you know get them over to yeah. the table, and then you know just threaten their life if they don't buy my comic. It's pretty simple, <clears throat> you know. Well, you know, you can ask them all kinds of stuff, like you know, hey, uh, do you make any good pickups today? You know, uh, what do you, you know? I mean, there's all kinds of little uh, conversation starters, you know. Uh, but that that's how I think is the one of the most effective ways is to get but you know there's just so many voices out there, so much noise going on, and it's so hard to rise above the you know uh everything that's out there, but it is possible um but I think you know that relationship is important making yourself available if you can. Right, that reminds me that uh, I went to to PitCon in Pennsylvania. I think now it's called Three Rivers Con, but uh, buy on them. I like that. Yeah, 
I call it my, my uh, business that, uh, card, but the trading cards. It'd be fun that trading cards nice. you can trade with other friends. I'm sorry, Jose, I'm interrupting no, you. No, 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 it's cool. But like uh, this guy would do like a 30-second sketch of somebody that was walking by. And it's like, oh, hey, hey, like, come here. I drew this for you, right? Like that's – like I, it just came to mind. Like I hadn't even thought about that in like ever before until just now. But – what well, depends on the sketch is any good or not. I mean, if the person's like holding the paper well, up and like turning it around and be like, <laughs> what is this? You know? I mean, they're very simple, very cartoony, but I mean, it got people to a table, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I know one thing that uh, gets me uh, away from somebody really quick is when somebody's overdoing it and it's mm-hmm. like they're selling me a car or something. Yeah. And they're just way yeah. talking way too fast. Uh, I don't, I don't dig that at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, if somebody though is telling me about their book and they're, you know, just kind of chatting, you know, folksy chat, be folksy. Yep. You know, uh, if, if you know some people, and I'm one of them, as soon as they start feeling like they're being had or being sold something, they are out. Like I know that's the way yeah. I am. Uh, you yeah, know, I, I don't know why. I just, you know, I, I guess I have to feel like people are interested in me. <laughs> yeah, even though you're selling that's, your stuff, yeah, is, I don't know. You know, I guess it's you know. Yeah, it's gotta be natural. You gotta be personal about it. I mean, I, I, I mentioned earlier how I, I I talk like Paul Shore and Encino Man. So, but like for when I'm doing like you know my actual in-person like sales pitches or whatever, I there is we're doing uh. I was at Honor and Blade. It was something that gave for Sunday at the convention. And, you know, you, you got uh, people walking by in cosplay. And so uh, you occasionally, like, the, the occasional ninja or samurai is not uncommon. So we see some walk by and just <laughs> hear me. Hey, yo, dude, you like ninjas? Yeah. Yeah, bro, get over here. Dude, dude, yeah. dude <laughs> check, it, check it out. Dude. <laughs> yep. Uh, the, the weird absurdity of the way it talks sometimes will we'll get people in there. Uh, I, in my day job, I, I was able to do a sale just because we were, we were joking about snowboarding stuff and how I absolutely messed myself up once. Um, and then, you know, unrelated to the product at all, but it's just that's that's the story that we find ourselves on and that they were laughing at. So that's what we went with. Right. Evidently, I definitely need to work on my communication skills. Speaking of communication, as you sit here all silently on a live stream. um, Content, content, content. Content. Well, uh, (laughs) anyway, (laughs) Jose, I was wondering, Jose, and I was going to ask this. uh, I thought somebody was fixing to say something, but uh, are you going to be attending anything anytime soon that you know of or? Yeah, uh, Sunday there is Southwest Florida Con, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be there, and then I have scheduled to be at um, Old Time Comic Show in August, and I am going to the Daytona Beach Comic Con uh, in September. I will also be at Daytona Beach. Oh man, Tim is gonna polish you everywhere. It's gonna be great. Uh, yeah. I'll be there in you know my short short Muay Thai shorts, my Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> It'd be complete. That, that is going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
if, if I'm not, if it's either going to be like some sort of weird, like silky jogger, like what I'm wearing now, or like Muay Thai shorts, I don't wear anything else. Okay. Yeah. Me mafia. Uh, yeah. That'd be interesting. <laughs> that's what that's right. what I need to do. I need to to buy some like tracksuit mafia clothes and go around yeah. front of them, bro, uh, bro, bro. Yeah, bro? bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got they got the mafia so right in that show. <laughs> oh, so great! Yeah, as yeah, uh, as, as a longtime fan of the tracksuit mafia and of Kate Bishop, I was very happy with that. <laughs> well, it uh, reminds me, I just picked up Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. Nice. I haven't read that yet. Yeah, it's a fun time. Um, well. It is uh, 1.35. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of tapped on the subject now. Uh, so you can talk about communication tools and resources, uh, you know, actual software or, uh, you know, physical tools that we use. Uh, so we kind of mis- messaged earlier that uh, we like we, yeah, we use an instant messenger. We use uh, emails. Um, we do have a Discord, but it doesn't get used too often. So um, perfectly. Personally, I like using Discord a lot. I use it for my, my, my streaming communities and all that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never could. He, he tried. I mean, he tried yeah. to get us all over, and then we just all basically went back to Facebook. I'm going to be honest. The, uh, the the core team that's on Facebook Messenger is not necessarily the the uh, target demographic for Discord. Yeah. That, I can definitely under, see and understand that. Like, yeah. I use Discord for, like, um, for video chatting for gaming, for, like, yeah. games, single home games. But, like... Yes using it for any other thing other than just a video chat is like beyond me at this moment. You know what I mean? I'm sure I yeah. probably learned more I, after. I bet, I bet it's huge to you. Yeah. I think as we develop like a, a, a younger audience, it'll probably get a little more traction because that's used for, for like sharing memes and like, it, it's like a message board, but more contained and with better moderation tools. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, I see the room for growth there, but uh, personally I'm a fan of Discord, but uh, I think over a lot of uh, the silverline uh, communication happens over Facebook Messenger unless anyone is still hanging out on, yeah. on AIM like yeah. I am. On what? AIM. <laughs> Did you just say AIM? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, I still have an AOL uh, email address. Good for you. <laughs> OG. Yeah. I can't even say anything but respect for that. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, what, are our, what are some of your favorite uh, communication tools or, or resources or uh, you know, will anyone work exclusively via like uh, parcel or, or carrier pigeon? Um, <laughs> I like instant messenger. Like I know it's basically the same thing as Facebook in regards to like how you can mess communicate yeah. message, but I actually like Instagram better than Facebook. Huh. Uh, Facebook, it's a lot moving and it gets flooded. Maybe because I don't have like a gazillion followers, but sure, it seems a little more, a little more chill. Yeah, for me. you know what I mean. So I actually like or uh, Instagram. Yeah, I, I, I just use instant messenger on Facebook. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty simple. Sure. All these new moving flashing lights and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> flashing lights and whatnot. My hair is doing weird stuff, and I don't like it. I don't like how my hair. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, think, I wasn't going to say anything, but I mean, yes. Uh, Paul Talk, GeoCities. Oh, man. Is my, uh, my space still open? I think it got relaunched. Like, well, it's been a thing. For, did it really? It's still been a thing, but I believe they, they just kind of like rebranded their actual like social platform recently, which. Man, I need to go see if my, my MySpace is still there. 
I don't know. Do we still got a top five? Can I still have top my top five? Now that's called meta, <laughs> they, they took over Facebook. We're going to call our stuff Facebook then. <clears throat> they yeah. lost me whenever they really started diving into music. Which one? MySpace? Funny enough. MySpace. Yeah. That is the only, that is actually how I um, was introduced and found uh, Afua Richardson. Mm. And like I said it on previous uh, streams that she's the one that taught me how to uh, digitally ink using Illustrator oh, yeah. over AOL Instant Messenger. Right? And I found her on there because of her music before I ever saw her art. Huh. So like I kind of have like a, a warm spot in my heart for uh for MySpace. Not that I'll ever go back. Like <laughs> yeah. cool. you, have, you should go back there. I know, yeah. right? Uh, if it's if if it if it does relaunch and it, it gets good talks, I, I might just check it out. I'm on Liker a little bit, uh, so because it's it's Liker, it's exactly what it is whatever you like, that's what it feeds you. Like you don't get too many weird algorithms sending you like the far end extreme things uh, like you do on, on Facebook. Where like, hey, you like cats once? Here's the super cat lovers like fantastic page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but. Uh, yeah, uh, um, for me, like MySpace, uh, that's when I first got into like HTML coding. Was like creating custom MySpace backgrounds and mm. you know, yeah. music plugins and stuff. That was super fun. Yeah, I uh... so, yeah, I started doing that as well. Yeah. Uh, not too long after that, they really started going heavy into the music scene. Mm-hmm. I've just never been a real I listen to so many different things, just how, however I'm feeling at the time. Sure. Right. Uh, you know, so it's, that's just not a good platform for me. Um, anything music. Uh, the, the, uh, that's, uh, I think MySpace saw discovered like Devil Wars Parada and like some other like bands that were smaller at the time in the, in the milk community. Um, let's see there. Uh, <coughs> yep. Like yeah. I said, um, MySpace was really big when I was on it. Uh, um, about oh, maybe like uh, Quentin said, it's you know music and whatnot. But like, yeah. I knew a lot of punk bands, like oh, punk yeah. bands that used MySpace and were able to promote their music through that yeah. because you know you could you could set up like different stereos and stuff on your Exa- face, yes. on your page of your MySpace yeah. and, and like play other people's like MPs yeah. You, you didn't need to like pay the upfront cost of like burning like you know so many CDs of your mixtape or whatever. You could literally just like upload it there and then like talk to our friends like hey you should like put this somewhere in your like your, your playlist yeah. so hey you can get eyes on it yeah that was that was exactly the move uh so uh i know some of us use dropbox uh right now i don't use dropbox often because my notifications keep on getting broken um the problems yeah thanks up. tim yep. <laughs> uh so uh first uh, well uh, but we do use uh google docs um so for like item storage passing files back and forth uh, I know sometimes you can use Facebook Messenger for files depending on the file size, but you know with art that gets compressed uh, and you lose some of the fidelity, uh, or you know the file may be too big. But what are some of your guys' preferred ways of passing files around? Dropbox uh, for me. That's usually what yeah, I do. yeah. Email, Dropbox. <laughs> uh, a lot of um, times I can just get by with uh, sending PNGs, hmm. and that's you can do those on just about anything. Um, uh, yeah, Pete Dropbox uses a, uh, stuff. Pete uses a, a program or whatever called We We File You or something like that. 
Mm. That uh, that when he sends me um, when he sends me pages and whatnot, that's usually what he uses. I I never heard it before until he I got stuff from him. Interesting. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's 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 basically like Dropbox. I mean, they're very similar. No, it's just the British version. Probably. Yeah. So the inferior version. The inferior version. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? You hear that, Pete? It's right. Well, it's because it's not American, uh, obviously. I mean, if it was American, you know, anything that British use. Shoot. So, spe- so, I know. so if you allow me to go completely side segues sure. in conversation. So the new Batman movie coming out, I, yeah. I was looking at his, co- what do you guys think of his costume? I was looking at one part, which I thought was kind of an ingenious solution to the cowl. And that is the fact, like, they made a, they gave him a collar. Yeah, they gave him, like, a gorget, like a, like a yeah. medieval gorget, yeah. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Instead of having, like, a full cow go into the cape, they had the collar, so his neck. Yeah. So they kind of, like, I'm like, well, that's kind of a cool way to yeah. kind of make that cow, but you have two pieces yeah. to it. The, the gorget yeah. was the middle collar you'd wear over your neck, to, so you can still move your helmet around, but if someone yeah. came at you, they wouldn't, like, stab you straight through the throat. Oh. Right, you'd have to stab into the collar, yeah. which I thought was a really cool idea. It reminded me a little bit of um, Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, they actually gave him a collar yeah. and the cape had a two. And I thought, I you know, it's kind of interesting. I was looking at the, I know he wears like just your basic military boots, mm-hmm. sort of in the costume. I I, I kind of like the idea how the costume is like a hodgepodge of like high tech and then like cobbled together from like just boots and whatnot. Yeah, it definitely Dude. looks like you know, it definitely looks kind of year two where he, he's figured out okay, this is what I need to do in general, but I'm still right. trying to like, I haven't perfected it, I'm sourcing the material as I go. Right, which yeah. I thought was kind of an interesting yeah. idea because usually the, the a lot of the costumes and my favorite one that they made so far is probably the first costume in uh, the Chris, Christopher Nolan series, mm. um, Batman Begins. Yes. Uh, there was something about that which was like that simple black. I thought that was really striking. Yeah, uh, but it is interesting to see more of. A, and I think it's interesting about it is like considering this guy is rich. Mm-hmm. This costume looks almost like this sort of homemade, like work in progress, which I thought was uh, kind of an interesting take. I on think it. it definitely has. It almost looks a bit more like uh, brutal, or almost like he looks kind of like a human battle tank. Yeah, which yeah. I think I, I will. I will die on the cell in chat if we if I get it wrong. Uh, if I've got it wrong the entire time, <laughs> you can you can come at me uh, after the movie comes out. But I still kind of think that leads into the idea of him maybe being the talent without knowing that he's the talent that he's essentially being used to kind of kind of brutalize the undercity of Gotham so that way the Court of Owls can do what they need to do without being Yeah, I'd be curious to know if they make any course there's been, I think the movie starts Friday but mm-hmm. there's been people posting online that they've also seen early screenings of yeah. it or whatever yeah. um, I did hear the movie starts with a pretty brutal sequence I'd imagine, yeah yeah but it was kind of funny. The more I looked at the Batman and his car, I was like, he's almost kind of like a Mad Max version of Batman. Yeah. I thought the same the with the Charger, right? The same, yeah. The same Charger, car. Yeah. 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 The modified, which I thought was kind of interesting. I mean, because again, this guy's supposed to be wealthy, so he could make, but it seems like this is almost like a guy tinkering around in his garage. Yeah. With like power tools, building this stuff as he goes along, which I thought was. Well, I think like his take on it. I mean, year two was like really. Was, I think that must be like before he like really appropriated like Wayne Enterprises to kind of. Yeah. Do it. It's still very much like him as the standalone vigilante. So yeah. I think it's it's like 
he's wealthy, so you can buy a high-end charger, but like you don't want to draw attention to yourself find buying armor plating. <laughs> so he's kind of did Frank right. Miller write year two? Because I know he wrote year one. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. I, I, okay. could, be wrong. I could be wrong. We have the technology. Yeah. All right. I'm in year two. That's that's a colon. That's a backlash. Uh, I'm in year two, written by Mike W. Barr. Mike Barr. Uh, ooh. Uh, Is it Alan an Davis actual direct Christian. sequel to Frank Miller's book? Uh, I, I don't know. That I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You yeah, did hear the part where I like Detective Comics, yeah. but not because of Batman, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, Super I, in a swamp thing, Jose is. Yeah. It started off with new, like, seriously, like before New 52, but it started off because I thought there were better, it was a better detective story going through Detective mm-hmm. Comics than Batman just being yeah. Batman everywhere else. Yes. You know what I mean? It was more story driven, and that's why I like it. And then New Fifty Two brought in Clayface as one of his allies. Your favorite character. I think they've never done Clayface in the movies, have they? Have they ever done? I don't don't know if they they have, which would be interesting. If they ever, if they ever touched Hush, I think they need to do Clayface first, and that'd be that'd be fun setup. Uh, But something who I think they needed to do in the movies that they, uh, which we've got John Cena's Peacemaker, so I'm hopeful. Uh, the question. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, yeah, <laughs> we got that would be so awesome. We still got Marvel doing Moon Knights. So I feel like they finally embrace like the kind of really weird meme characters. So if we got, yeah, yeah, I'm really having high hopes for Moon Knight. Like yeah. I really hope that like it's such a great character. You yes. know what I mean? And Did please, you Marvel, please see that, um, <laughs> that hodgepodge of, D- of DC movies? That trailer of DC movies, and they showed like Hawkman. In one of the yeah, scenes, it's got uh, what's his name? All this, all this somebody. He used to be in a show called Leverage, um, and he was, in, I think, he was in like Roots or Underground, one of those uh. shows. Um, but uh, yeah, he's playing Hawkman, which I thought was interesting that they didn't go with like a, a white guy, a Caucasian guy. But I'm all well. He's like, supposed to be I'm alien, anyways. I think they're supposed to use him to plan at Thanagar, so you could totally do whatever you want. Um, I thought it was well, cool. And they showed uh, Doctor Fate too in that trailer. Yeah. So I'm like, and I couldn't figure out like are those characters in the Black Adam movie or were they in? Is that all? I think Black Adam I think Doctor Fate well I Doctor Fate, I know that Hawkman is in uh Black Adam. I, w- I don't fact. think Doctor Fate would be in the Flash. The Flash point. I would think too, but I feel that Doctor Fate is the one that like tries to get um uh was it Teth Adam to be to do something good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious. I mean, I definitely, it, I will say that DC is coming into where Marvel's kind of coming into where they've kind of burned through their A-listers, and now they're coming up yeah. on the second tier. Marvel's in the C, D-list categories because they've been around for a while. Uh, but you know, because you know, Doctor Fate and Hawkman are you know just down below the Justice League. But I mean, I thought the Shang Chi movie was was good, but he is not like. The most popular character in Marvel. He's just even. I mean, right. yeah. So that is the best take on Fen Fang Foom, though. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, at the end of that movie, I, I would. I'm. I'm. I'm cautious about Moon Knight. A lot of people said, yeah. "Is it Batman?" And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> it's the closest Marvel has to a Batman-looking character that jumps around on rooftops and whatnot. 
uh, but no but he is yeah he's been, yeah those people have been around forever uh, like when I just Marvel's Batman well, no there's there's a lot more going on beyond yeah that. yeah it's it, it is weird um, costume wise maybe I mean the maybe. cape the cow and everything yeah yeah um the other person I would love to see them do so now we'll turn to a Batman thing so the other besides Clayface I would love to see them do Azrael. I think oh, that would be yeah, really yeah. cool to put yeah. him in one of the movies. Yeah. Um, and as far as like, you know, uh, Clayface, like you said, the question, um, Killer Croc would have been cool. They introduced him in Suicide Squad. Yes. Yeah. But since they have, it'd be kind of cool to see him in one of the Batman movies. I thought he's such a neat character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is even a possibility, but it'd be interesting to put Solomon Grundy in one oh, of the movies. Oh, yeah. They, like they did tell him and run for uh for the cart for the uh TV series was it Gotham? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, eh. it might be one of those. I'm not sure how that and would not work. good, Jose. I I wasn't a fan of how they went about it. I know that yeah. they kind of had to like they kind of had to tweak it to fit into the storylines of Gotham, yeah. but like it was very very obvious like to me i was like okay this is exactly how he's coming in they're gonna mm-hmm. bring Solomon Grundy, i guarantee it and then sure yeah. enough yeah. i think like, also I called it pretty quickly yeah i think also like this kind of the the uh the speech patterns and functionality of the character you want to make sure that doesn't go uh like mm-hmm. amazing spider-man no yeah. amazing amazing spider-man electro uh, uh yeah. electro in uh was well, no way home fantastic but before that yeah. no so just out of curiosity, is this new Batman supposed to be in the DC universe or is it its own thing? It's a separate universe. They're doing okay. a bad ver- they're doing a bad verse, yeah. Okay, that to me and I I that's to me I've heard rumors that they were going to do that uh with DC and I was mm-hmm. like why not? I mean, because yeah, like, the Batman universe, this is why people always say, like, you know, Batman versus Superman was still dark. And I'm like, well, yeah, because Batman's in it. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah. he exists at night. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like that's a, also that's the way comics kind of like worked anyway. Because comics are like even in the same universe, or whatever yeah. they exist in their own timeline until they don't. Like they like yeah. you can you can cross over, but still have the mainline going on somewhere else. And, and yeah, it, yeah, like right. you can be in the same universe, but they cannot. And we just kind of like oh, that's comics. So I feel like for movies, yeah. the same thing. We kind of find like oh, it's a Batman movie, and they, they'll be able to. An audience will be smart enough to differentiate between like a Batman movie and like a Superman movie, and then like when do they tie together? Or, like, or are they just in their own homes at this point? It's it's fine. Yeah, I, I think a Batman universe would work better uh, because there's so <clears throat> many characters in that universe. Um, that I like I said, they tried a Batman versus Superman. It was just, I mean, if they tried to go complete Christopher Reeves. Incomplete Batman. It, it. I just don't think it would have worked. He tried to make a middle ground where it was kind of dark, and I, I remember people saying, "Well, it's so dark." I'm like, "Well, yeah, because Batman's a dark dude." Um, yeah. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, you know, there's not going to be a lot of daylight battles in that movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm kind of glad they're doing it because I saw the trailer and I'm like, well, it doesn't kind of look like the other stuff they're doing with the other DC universe. I'm glad they're separating them. And then I heard rumors are making a sequel to the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. I have no idea if he'll be. I don't think he'll be in the movie. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think the newest version of Joker, the ha- Hakeem Phoenix Joker, could 
I think he should be on his own. I think he should be on his own as well. Yeah. 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 I personally love the way Joaquin Phoenix played him. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't, I feel that if they put him in with a Batman universe and whatnot, then it would diminish, you know, the power that that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker has, personally. Yeah, I think so too. So, I don't know. I mean, Anyway, I'm kind of like I said. Every time I, when I remember Christopher Nolan's Batman came out, I'm like I didn't really care about it because Batman Begins. Like, yeah, I've already seen the Batman movies with all the, you know. And then of course when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is this is totally different. Uh, which was interesting because he went full re- like realism to a degree. I'm like, well, if those guys are really going to do this? How would he? Why would he ever cave? Blah blah blah, and all of that. You know, try to be more yeah. worth thought out. This is almost a mix between realism and the comic book camp somebody actually was had a friend who basically said like yeah it's basically the crow mixed with batman like the crow movie yeah so i just watched the crow a few days ago again and i was like i'm a huge crow fan like i love everything like the books and when they came out with the subsequent books you know what i mean uh and like i love everything about the crow like i really do and i disagree with that entirely like I don't think it's it's not a little. I think the darkness and stuff, uh, but no, not I. You know, it's 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 funny. Did you ever read the Crow series? I'm sure you did. If you're banned, it was one of my favorites. A very short, it's like two issues. It was a Native American woman who yeah. lost her job, and she painted the crow on her face like that. She what, what it, it was, was really like, cool. She was, uh, she was a ranger. She was like a, a wilderness yeah. ranger, and um, she so that. Not to get it twisted, but there's actually a Native American one too. But uh, anyway, um, she was actually pregnant and she died. Yeah. And she came back to avenge the death of her baby. Yeah. And she had the crow on her face. Then there was a Native American one that got killed during like the battle of like Little Big Horn or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Something something significant like that, right? And he came back like 200 years later to avenge on the uh, descendants of the people that that killed him. Oh, that's huh. awesome. I mean, I like killed him and killed his tribe. That's awesome. Uh, oh, it's great. The artwork was very, artwork for that one to me was very much like Thirty Days a Night. Ooh. Yeah. So I was like, really, I really love that one. Nice. Yeah. And I actually didn't mind the second Crow movie. I thought it was a little repetitive. I mean, again, I, there's only so much you could do with the storyline, but I did like the way they tied it more to the first movie. Yeah, um, I love the look of him when he had like the duster, like the trench coat and stuff. That <laughs> guy just looked cool as a crow. He visually right. is probably my favorite looking crow out of the yeah. two, even though Brandon Leeds is iconic. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, feel the reason why I like uh, that one is because it dealt with a father avenging the death of his child. Yeah, so like, as, really as cool. a father, when I, I, you know, I was a young father when that came out, so I was like, oh man, this like speaks volumes to me. Especially when she like put the paints, like his child's paints on his face yeah. like that. Because I was like, well, why would this guy paint himself like the original girl? And it was like the girl from the first movie painted yeah. her up like Gary. I'm like, okay, well, this just completely makes sense. They really did a good job of tying in and why he would look the same. Right. It was really well done. And my favorite crow is AEW professional wrestler Steen. And... Steen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right, because he, he does like the face yeah. paint stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get it, it, it is. Uh, I, I can't even. I can't even fault that. <laughs> yeah. It is that time again. So, until that time, make mine. Make silver mine. Line. Make mine. <laughs> make silver mine. Silver line. Hey, I'm Alex Savio, and I just want to let you know, make mine silver line.
Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.